Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Today I'm going to talk about two advantages. It's going to be real quick. It's the advantage of wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. And strategy. How many know that God knows all? He is the greatest power ever known. He knows all. He is omniscient. He knows everything. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Well, if we've got access to the most powerful, most knowledgeable, most wise force that ever has been on the face of the earth, why would we not take advantage of that advantage? I just want that to sink in for a second. We want to lean on, on, on what somebody said on TV or what somebody said on a video somewhere or our best friend rather than going to God. If your girlfriend or your, or your homeboy say something, you know, they might be right. They might be wrong. It's a certain percentage, but God has never been wrong. <laughs> He's never lost. He sees all. Tell somebody, that's an advantage I want. Or I want you to, you may, you may be seated. Everybody want to get caught up in favor. Favor, favor, favor. And that's great. Favor gives you access to things. But this is the first quote I want to give you before we even get into the word. And it's that wisdom and strategy maximize the moments that favor provides. God can favor you right now and give you a million dollars. I receive it. But if I don't have the requisite wisdom, it'll be gone by Friday. Amen. There, there are men that get drafted in the NFL, NBA, instant millionaires. But they don't have wisdom. And they don't, they don't have a strategy with the tool of money. So as a result, some people, it ends up being a curse to them if they don't use wisdom and strategy. Amen? Amen? We're going to talk about the advantage. Advantage is a condition or a circumstance that puts you in a favorable or superior position. Tell somebody, I have the advantage. The first we're going to talk about wisdom. Somebody say Wisdom. Wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. God desires that we operate in wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Not just knowledge, but good knowledge. Somebody say wisdom. You can, have, you can have knowledge of, of chemistry. How many of you ever seen Breaking Bad? 
he was, he was a chemistry teacher, but he wasn't using his knowledge of chemistry in a wise way. A drug dealer knows chemistry. You get me? Knows how you set something at the right temperature and you mix this with that, and it comes out with an end product. But the end product is not a fruit of wisdom. So it is the, it is the application of good knowledge that produces wisdom. I want you to turn with me to the first Kings, third chapter. We're going to talk about how we access this wisdom. How many of you, how many of you want, want, want to apply more wisdom in your life? We want to apply, we want to learn and acquire wisdom pre-situation. This is what I mean by that. How many of you learn some wisdom through some pain? Huh? Been hurt, stabbed in the back, a lot of loss. That's one way to gain wisdom. Well, I won't do that no more. But if we lean on the Holy Spirit, we can get wisdom pre-need. So many times we're letting life be our teacher. We're letting heartache and heartbreak be our teacher. But God said, I've given you the Holy Spirit who is the leader, the teacher, and the guide to all truth. If we continually walk in his truth, we don't have to go through the dips and the valleys and the loss and the scars and the wounding to get wisdom. Am I making sense today? God is saying, if you would just let my Holy Spirit function the way I sent it to you, you can avoid all those traps and you can walk in divine wisdom without the pain associated with it. Oh man, that's good. Wisdom, wisdom doesn't have to come at the cost of pain. And so many times in the church, we are learning wisdom via pain, via loss, via heartbreak. God said, that's not my will for you. Now we all know that we're gonna go through trials and tribulations, but they should be God-ordained trials. Not things that we put ourselves through. And then we try to put a silver line in it. Oh, I should have learned something. God said, I could have taught you that without going through that. Because you're wasting time and you're wasting energy and opportunity. And 1 Kings, the third chapter says this. This is about Solomon, who was known as one of the wisest man that just ever lived this earth. And he had just gotten the throne from his father, David. And he was having a conversation with the Lord. And it says this, Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father, David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, what do you want? I ask and I will give it to you. And Solomon replied, you showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. 
And you have continued to show the great, great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father, David. Look at this, y'all. But I am a little child. This is a grown man. He is declaring that I am a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your chosen people, a nation so great and so numerous, they cannot be counted. And he said, he said, look at this. This is what he, God asked him, what do you want? He said, give me an understanding heart. Ah, uh, somebody say understanding. So that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who I am my, by myself is, uh, is able to govern these great people of yours. The Lord was pleased with Solomon. With what he had asked. That he had asked for wisdom. And so God replied. Because you have asked for wisdom. And governing my people with justice. And have not asked for long life or wealth or death of your enemies. I will give you what you asked for. Plus I will give you. A wise and understanding heart such that no one else has ever had on this earth. Try to break this down. Somebody say wisdom. Wisdom comes from the understanding of your heart. Solomon had not yet faced a trial yet. He had not faced, he hadn't gotten the financial report of how the kingdom is doing or, 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 the, or the defense report of how many enemies are, are plotting to, uh, to, 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 to overtake. He was just at the precipice. He was just at the threshold of his kingship, of his rule. And he had sense enough to go to God and say, I don't know what I'm doing. I see my daddy. I, I, I think I know what to do. But he presented himself to God as a child. I'm ignorant. I'm silly. Left up to my own vices, I will kill myself and everybody around me. I'm a child. How I many you know a child will, walk, will see a pool and just walk into it not even knowing what harm is going to be to him? A child will go, ooh, that fire look pretty. Let me put my hand to it. They have no, they don't have any discernment as to what's a harm to them. And what's good to them? Tell somebody, I'm just a child. <laughs> but you got to understand, but if we go to him with childlike faith. See, being a child ain't bad all the time. When I start getting them bills, I say, you know what? I was rushing to get out the house. <laughs> now these bills, <laughs> they, you know, a daughter will look good till you get there. He said, he said, I'm a child. He acknowledged that, God, I am nothing without you. By virtue of me saying, I'm, your, I'm a child, I'm depending on you, my father, to give me what I need. And, and if we would approach God and say, God, in this marriage, I'm just a child. And raising these children, I'm a child raising children. And so I need you to give me an understanding heart. How? Oh, because out of the abundance of the heart, 
the mouth will speak. And whatever you speak, you shall have whatever you say. Somebody say, God, give me an understanding heart. I'm not going to ask you to change everything. I'm going to ask you to God wave your wand and abracadabra and shift it. God, give me an understanding heart because I know that you honor the steps of a good man and a good woman. And you had me here for a reason. The problem is I don't understand it. Give me an understanding. Oh, this is for somebody who would say, God, when are you going to get me out of this? When are you going to rest? God, this place is too tight. The fire is too hot. I can't take it no more. God, why do you have me here? I'm trying to get you an understanding heart. That is the wisdom I'm trying to pour into you. We always want to talk about he orders the steps. We think he's just ordering us into, into milk and honey. But he will, order, he will order your steps in valleys. He will order your steps in, 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 in fiery furnaces. He will order your steps in dens of lions and thieves. And he's still God ordering steps. But if we would have the right perception, God, give me an understanding heart. I want wisdom from this. You know the way that I take. This is not to my demise. It will not kill me. So let me learn. Let me glean. Let me soak up where you have me. Because it's for a purpose and it's for a plan. You, 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 you know the way that we take. You, 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 you know the plans that you have for us. The plans to prosper us. The plans to, 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 to bless us for us and have an expected end. So therefore you got me here for a reason. So let me leave this place with a more understanding heart. God was so impressed by his response. He said, not only am I going to give you wisdom of an understanding heart, but I'm going to give you, because you didn't ask for the long life, because you didn't ask for the wealth, because you didn't ask for revenge on your enemies, I'm going to make you the most wisest, the richest, and the most impactful man anyway. Couldn't it be we're chasing after the wrong thing. That when I know you got wisdom, I can trust you with the riches. When I know that you understand that today is a gift that some people didn't get. That I will give you long life if you're going to squeeze the essence of your life out to give me glory. Wisdom is the principal thing. And we've been asking for the fish and the loaf. And yeah, God is a good God. But we also, everybody, apparently, we know when our children can handle things. We know when a, children, when a child can handle a cell phone. We know when they can handle going out to the movies with their friends. And you know when they're not. And a good father, a good mother won't give their child something before their time. Oh, y'all, it's so simple. We, we can miss it. But when our children display the maturity and the wisdom, here's the thing, y'all. Here is wisdom. And we're going we're gonna to make a difference in just a couple minutes between wisdom and strategy. 
Evangelism is preloading my heart and my mind and my spirit so when I am met with opposition and a fork in the road, I can draw from the well. Oh, God. I can draw from the well of experience and God-given knowledge. I don't know what it's going to be. It has no specificity on it. I, I can draw from the well of wisdom. And where other people are nervous, other people are jittery, other people, what should I do, what should I do? We are cool as a, cucum as a cucumber because wisdom kicks in. Like, I don't even know where that came from. Oh yeah, I do. It, it is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit that stood up in me. So that's the reason I read my word before trouble comes. That's the reason I, I pray and, I, and I'm before God and I'm fasting before trouble comes. Because see, when, the, when, when, when a car is coming towards you, you ain't got time to call no prayer partners. You ain't got no time to read, uh, or to read the 23rd Psalm. The wisdom of the Lord will stand up in you. Well, you got to make a decision like this. The wisdom of the Lord. What's in you will come out of you. You don't believe it? We walk around in the house at night and stump your toe. Whatever's in you going to come out of you. You're going to say, oh, and whatever come after that is what's in you. Anybody ever stumped your toe in the middle of the night? Or anybody ever had a Charlie horse in your sleep? It'll make you call somebody. But whatever's in you, somebody tells tell about whatever's in you. It's going to come out of you. God said, when you meet the requisite level of wisdom, then I can trust you with everything else. Because I know you're not going to squander it. I know you're not going to waste it. I know you're not going to bring a reproach on my name. Tell somebody, God, give me wisdom. But I want to, I want to, put, want to just one second... The, he acknowledged that he was ill-equipped. He, he acknowledged he was ill-equipped to handle what it was entrusted to him. It's so important that we are, we are aware, we know what we don't know. And I know it sounds like a riddle, but it's important that you know what you don't know. Some of the people through pride trying to go, oh yeah, I know that. Man, be quiet. You're missing opportunities to advance because you, people can't tell you nothing because you're you so puffed up in pride, you got to act like you got it all together. If you would just admit, I don't know what to do with this, God. I'm one of your children. I don't want to make you look bad. Would you show me? Or would you send somebody my way to help me along this way? Somebody tell me we're so lifted up in pride. I don't want to ask nobody. I'm going to do it myself. Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes God will send the Spirit to teach you. Sometimes, sometimes God, I've planted people in the earth that will give you wisdom. Like you got good gifting. You got a promise. There is a promise on your life. But I need you to press the brake for a little bit. Just hang and watch me. That, see, that, that's what Elijah and Elijah was all about. He asked him, give me a double portion of your spirit. And his response was, you asked a hard thing. It wasn't about him getting the mantle. Because we see at the end of the story, the mantle dropped and he just picked it up. The hard part is the process of following him. 
part was having the patience. The hard part of knowing that God called him to be a prophet to the nations, but he called him to serve somebody else. That was the hard thing. And so many times we don't want, we don't want to humble ourselves to the process, and we don't want to humble ourselves to other people. That we know the wisdom is in them. You have to see right here, right here in the earlier scripture, y'all, that God did not start to speak to Solomon until after he went to several houses of worship and gave offering. And when he went to Gibeon, he, 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 he gave a thousandfold offering and that triggered God to have conversation with him. Am I trying to raise an offering? No, I'm not. The principle I'm saying is we want wisdom, but we don't want to make an exchange. I want to know what you know, sir. I admire the way that you've done business. Can I sit with you at lunch? Why would I give up all of my life struggle over a $20 lunch? We got to be willing to make an exchange. God didn't make the offer of wisdom to him until after he let go of something. He sacrificed something. Sacrifice is a curse word in the church. Serving is a curse word in the church. The word of God said, giving it shall be given to you. It doesn't matter, you're the initiator. We want it to be given to us, but we don't want to do the first thing to initiate to give. Oh, y'all quiet today, that's fine. But God said, if you want wisdom that will outlast you and your generation, you want wisdom that's going to shift you, it starts with you first admitting that you're a child. You don't know what you're doing. And that there's going to have to be an exchange. Tell somebody, there's going to have to be an exchange. You're going to have to let go of something you have in exchange for what God has. And how many know what God has in exchange is better than what we could ever have? And so Solomon, he made an exchange. But what you know, there's a price to pay for wisdom. There's a price that you pay. The next thing I want to talk about. Somebody say advantage. Wisdom. The next thing is the advantage of strategy. Now, one would say, oh, those two things are the same. No, wisdom is what we preload for something that we don't actually know what's going to happen. But I'm sitting with people who are wiser than me. I'm gleaning from them. I'm, I'm praying to God. I'm, 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 I'm reading books. So I'm doing things so I can gain wisdom. Let that stuff marinate. Goes from knowledge to wisdom. So in the event that something arises, I know what to do. But strategy is different. Strategy is the art of devising and employing a plan towards a goal. Strategy is a Greek term. The origin of it is Greek. The, 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 the word in the Greek is strategia. It is a military term that 
the fact that you're saying the word, it already presupposes that there is an adversary, there is a battle, there is something that is a threat. Somebody say a threat. Whenever you have a threat, you have to have a strategy. How many of you have plans and goals for your life? How many have a calling for your life? You know that God has called you towards a goal. There is a Canaan land that God says, you're going to end up here. This is, this is the reason I created you. This is the reason you were born in the family. You were born. This is the reason I gave you the talents that you have. This is, what, this is the reason you have the giftings that you have. But the devil, his goal is to stop you from getting there. And so many times we come into the charismatic church and we have a good spirited time and we get hands laid on us and we receive that word and we quote it in the atmosphere and we write it down on, 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 on post-it notes and we put it on our mirror and lipstick and we do all that stuff. And that stuff is good. It should be to build our faith. But faith without strategy. It will end you up nowhere. The reason God said we had to constantly feed our faith because our, our, our spirits are like a bucket with a hole in it. There is a slow drain of our faith as we go out and we exercise our faith and we're out among people and we're out among sinners and we're in the marketplace. There was a slow drip and drain of faith and we have to constantly be refilling it and we constantly have to feed our faith and faith has to come by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen? But part of having faith that I believe in it so much, God, that I'm going to discipline myself to have a strategy. God, I'm preaching today. It may not get you excited and high-fiving people, but this is good meat. We can get excited all we want to. We can spin around, we can run around, I can have the musicians play and tune up till we all in a frenzy. But when you come down off your high, what is your strategy? What is your strategy for the marriage? Your dress was beautiful. The pictures look nice. That woman that said in the Lord's Prayer brought a tear to everybody's eye. But after they throw the rice, after y'all cut the cake and you smush it in the other one's face, what is your strategy? Because the devil hates it. He wants it to fail. He wants to show you before, the, before God and say, look, I see, see, they're your children, but they, look, look how they, they unsuccessful. Everything they touch is drying up. And it's all because God has the power to cause us to win. But we have to have a strategy. Ask your neighbor, do you have a strategy? Tell him, I know you're called, but what's your strategy? I know you got business cards, but what's your strategy? I know you got a, a vision board and all that stuff, but what's your strategy? Joshua, the second chapter. And we all know about Jericho's walls, right? Jericho's wall came to tumbling down. They, you know, they marched around. But you got to understand that them yelling at that wall and it tumbling down was a response to executed strategy. We're going to read just real quick. Now, Jericho was, was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho into your hands. 
with its king and mighty men of valor. Here go the strategy, y'all. You shall march around the city, all the men of war around the city once. Thus you, you shall do it for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets and rams before the ark. On the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they, when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, you will hear the sound of the trumpet. And then all of the people will shout with a great shout, and the walls of the city will fall down flat. Somebody say strategy. God gave him a recipe of this is how we are going to defeat this city. You are not going to even have to lift up a sword or a spear. I'm going to crush the enemy. But before I do what I plan on doing, because remember, these are his set people. He already favors them. But God said, I need you to employ and execute some strategy. Somebody say strategy. Look at this, y'all. Joshua the sixth. Well, first of all, first of all, I'm going to talk about this. But after God told him that, Joshua sent some spies into Jericho. Oh, this is good. He sent some spies into Jericho, and they ran into a woman called Rahab. Somebody say Rahab. Now, Rahab was a prostitute. But what, what Rahab was able to do was to give them some insight and let them spy out the territory that when God does what he says he's going to do, we got to know what to do after God does what he's going to do. Oh, God. Now, that's for people that have a strategy for God to, to get the hand of God to move. But after God moves, we got to have a strategy even after God moves. See, if we don't have strategy when God does it, then we won't have a plan to maintain it. And then we'll be blaming the devil because what God gave us wasted away. The fact of the matter is we had, a, we, had, we had a plan to get it, but we didn't have a plan to keep it. And so Joshua sent some spies and they, and they half doubled it and came to Rahab who was a prostitute. She gave them, look, these, these are the places, these where the guards are, these were this, this is where that at. And all of a sudden, somebody said, hey, some of these Israelites, they're in the city. And she hid them up in her roof. She hid them up in the, in the tiles of her roof so they wouldn't get caught. She said, look, I helped y'all out now. We know y'all are, are some powerful people. All I'm asking is when y'all come in, when the walls come down, would you spare me and my family? That's all she asked for. When I help you get to your goal, remember me. That's what she said. And they said, look, as long as you put this, put this scarf on the side of y'all house, we ain't gonna go to it. Now, if y'all get out here amongst folk now, y'all, y'all, you're on your own, right? As long as y'all stay in here, y'all good. So I'm going to show you what happens later on. Now here's the point of Rahab. Some of us have been looking for blessing, for wisdom. 
Some of us have been looking for our next help to get us to the next level with a bigoted lens. They got help from a prostitute. What if they had said, oh, no, you a woman, you a woman of, uh, of the street. We can't, we, we're the children of the most high God. We can't be around you. They would have missed out on the next level of strategy. Sometimes we, 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 can, we can be so Christian that we miss out on the wisdom and strategy that's all around us. Am I, see, am, I, no, am I saying we should be seeking a medium or a warlock? No, no. We don't mess with divination. But what I'm saying is wisdom and the next key and the next nugget can be right under your nose. And we're busy looking up for, 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 this, big, uh, for this big sign and an angel to clap some thunder. And God said, I put it right under your nose. It could be your child saying something to you. It could be a commercial. I said, don't you, don't you limit me that it's got to be in these and thous and thuses. I can give you supernatural divine strategy from somebody that don't even believe in me. Somebody that don't even follow me. Somebody that don't even name my name. I said, don't you limit me. Don't you put me in a box. I am God. If I spoke through a donkey, God, I thank you. I can speak through somebody that just finished putting, putting hair on in their veins. I said, I'm always speaking, but are you listening? I'm always giving knowledge. He said, anybody ask knowledge, anybody ask for wisdom me, I will not withhold myself from him. But we had a bigoted eye that it's got to come through this and it's got to look like this. And if it don't come through my favorite sister, if it don't come through my favorite preacher, and it could be a lowly, little dried up person that ain't looking like nothing, may not be smelling like nothing. Smelling like something. <laughs> but we can miss what God is trying to say. And sometimes God will send it through, through, through the opposite thing to do a heart check on us. God will do a heart check on us. See, God said, be careful who you entertain. Because it might be an angel unaware. And we can miss out on what we've been asking God. Give me this, God. Would you just open the door? Will you just give me, Lord, give, give me the knowledge? And God said, I sent it by you. But you were being so Christian that you missed it. Tell us about it. I won't miss it anymore. God said, look for the signs. I, I'm everywhere. I'm in the wind. I'm in, I'm in your children. Oh, yes, God. I'm in the homeless man in the street. I'm in the prostitute on the corner. God said, I'm moving. I'm speaking. Open your eyes and see what I'm doing. Somebody look at you and say, God, thank you for showing me. But in Joshua 6, the 8th chapter, uh, uh, 6 and the 8th verse, it says this. And then Joshua commanded his people and the seven priests 
and the seven trumpets, and the ram of horns before the, lamb, before the Lord went forward, blowing trumpets with the ark of the covenant and the Lord following them. And the armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking in the ark, and while the trumpets were blowing continually. But Joshua commanded the people, you shall not make you shall not shout or make, a, make, make your voice heard. Neither shall you go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Tell somebody, timing is everything. You can do the right thing at the wrong time. God, you gave me this. I got the instruction. Yeah, but it's for an appointed time. And we got to do things in the right order. And he said, I'm going to give you all these instructions, but don't shout with your mouth until I tell you. He didn't tell them what day it was going to be or they would have messed that up. He said, just wait for my cue. Can you imagine people just walking around they say, man, second guess Joshua. Man, when is he going to let us do it? We know God's going to do it. He didn't open the Red Sea before us. We didn't walk, we we walk across dry land on the River Jordan. We've done all these things. Man, I'm tired of walking around here not saying nothing. Won't the Lord give me some more instructions? What you, I know this is what God told me to do, but God, when you do, all these other people are zooming by me. All these other people, they're building their business, and they're doing this, and they got married by this age. But God, why you still got me walking? Because I told you to. Because I told you to. Somebody say obedience. Do what he told you to do. Because what he told you to do is a specific instruction contour to the specifics of your life they had they had to practice patience and can you imagine all these horns are blowing all these horns are blowing and normally they they get they were appraising people and they're used to when the music is playing we're gonna make some noise y'all know how we are when the music is loud we can't stay still but can you be disciplined enough to do what he said do until he gives you a further instruction. Are you bored with obedience? Oh God. Are you bored with obedience? Are you bored with waiting and doing what he, he ain't give you another instruction. God, when you gonna say something? I'll say it when I'm gonna say it. But when I say this, it's gonna be the right time. Are you, even knowing the other instructions of what's next, are you disciplined enough to execute this part of the strategy? You know what the end of the thing is. You know at the end of it, the walls are going to come down. You're going to conquer the city, but do you have the patience? Do you have the self-control to do this stage? Oh, God. I know I'm going to end up. God has showed us a glimpse of where you're going. But can you appreciate the stage that you're in? That God, you're there, but you're also here. And so I'm going to exercise all my faith, even as, even as I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, just waiting for you to come. God, I ain't doing nothing. Waiting is something that you're doing. You can actively wait on God. We got to have the maturity to know. Everybody's standing. I want to read this last little piece right here. Because here, here's what's going to happen. 
Here's what's going to happen. Tell somebody, here's what's going to happen. If you employ the wisdom enough to seek God in the first place, if you seek him, God, give me a strategy. Somebody say, God, give me a strategy. There's going to come a point where you will be released. Knowing all that you know, having experienced all that you've experienced, the wealth of knowledge, the value that you bring, there's coming a day of release. Y'all listen to me. Tell somebody beside you, there's coming a day of release. The sixth chapter, 15th verse, said on the seventh day, they rose early. At the dawn of the day. And they marched around the city in the same manner seven times. Remember they was doing all this stuff? They walked around day, walked around one day, couldn't say nothing. Walked around day two, couldn't say nothing. Walked around day three. Oh man, after after a while, man, that anxious just got in. Man, God. You and you and you know the people of Jericho looking over the wall. Man, y'all crazy. What y'all doing down there? Walked around day, day, day three, day four, day five, day six. They probably got weary. Why do I keep doing this and it's not producing anything? So you got to understand, Joshua knew that the miracle was going to happen on the seventh day. But the children of Israel didn't. He said, shout when I tell you. As far as they knew, it could have been a hundred days they walked around there. They didn't know. But they, look, look, they said... It was only on, look, it was only on that day when they marched around the city seven times. And, on, and at the seventh time, when the, plea, when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord have given us the city. There was no magic in the shout. What gave the shout power was their execution of the strategy. Oh, God. If they would have shouted on day three, he wouldn't have had no power. I want you to listen to me real clearly. Some of you have talents, abilities, callings, and God said that, that something is going to happen when you do what I commanded you to do. But there is a recipe, there is a plan, there is a strategy. And when your moment comes, you will have no rivals. When you do what I called you to do, at the time that I've appointed for you to do it, you will succeed every single time. trying to hold you back. I'm not trying to put ankle weights on your shoulders and say you're not called. You ever be this called as what you believe God called you to be. But there was an appointed time. There was an appointed season. And there was an appointed strategy for God to launch you out. Why don't you hold your hands with your neighbor real quick. I want you to tell your neighbor Tell them God has called you. 
Tell them you're going to do great things. But tell them you have need of wisdom. And you have need of and you have need of strategy. They say, and if you tell them if you're patient enough to wait, if you're wise enough to seek God, if you're humble enough to seek others that have wisdom that you don't, you are positioning yourself that when your time comes. You will not fail. The walls will come down. There will be power in your shout. And the walls will come down. And the devil will have to flee. Tell him, do you hear me? Tell him, do you hear me? Say, did you hear the preacher? God is giving you uncommon advantage through favor through wisdom and through strategy. Say, and when you tell and when you take advantage of all three, nothing shall stop you. No devil will be able to block you. You will win every time. Every enemy will melt like wax in the presence of your shout. Say, God is going to give power to your ability. Tell her God is going to give power to your gifting. God is going to give power when you shout. Somebody give God praise right now. Come on, give praise right now. Come on, give him praise right now. That God is giving strategy. That God is pouring out wisdom like rain. That God is going to, and when you get the wisdom, you already got the favor. But when God gives you wisdom, and when God gives you strategy, the devil better watch out. Somebody begin to thank you for wisdom. Somebody begin to thank you for strategy. Come on, let God my ear is inclined to you. Speak, Lord, for your servant here. Come on, somebody make some noise. Somebody ask the Lord, give me strategy. God, give me wisdom. I'm like a child. I don't know when to go out. I don't know when to come in. But God, I know that you know what I don't know. I, God, I know that you have the plans. You know the plans that you have for me. God showed me the plan. God showed me the strategy. God give me the wisdom so that I won't waste the money. God give me the wisdom so that I won't squander the scholarship. God give me the wisdom so I don't abuse my husband and my children. God give me the wisdom. Somebody thank the Lord for strategy. Somebody thank the Lord for wisdom. Somebody thank the Lord for uncommon strategy. God's going to give you some plans that are going to quantum leap you ahead of your counterparts. Hallelujah! Woo! 
uncommon. God's going to give you an uncommon advantage. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a praise in this house. Everybody hold a hand with somebody. Now, God, we receive this word. We thank you right now, God, that you are sending bakers and butlers. Now that our eyes are open, God, now that our ears are tuned to what you're saying and what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, that on this week, God, that you send people of influence, and strategy to cross our paths, God. Oh, God, that's going to give us the missing ingredient. Oh, God. That's going to give us the missing ingredient of what we've been pursuing. God, forgive us for getting frustrated. God, forgive us for saying we're going to throw in the towel and we're going to try to take up another dream. God, you have not moved from this spot. Yes, God. You're still here. Even though we've been walking around this wall a many a day. You're still here. You're still here. And we will not move. You're still here. We're gonna we're gonna exhibit discipline and commitment to where you are. You're still here. So I thank you, Lord, for patience, for person, for perseverance. I bind up the anxious spirit. Lord, for where you have us is part of your strategy. <laughs> what you're doing is part of your strategy. The closed door is part of your strategy. People turning their backs on you was part of your strategy. We thank you right now, God. That you are blessing us. That you are still actively making a way for your children. We thank you, Lord, for sending bakers and butlers. Thank you, Lord, for sending some people ravens in drought time to feed them by the brook, God. And Lord, when we get everything when we follow all of your plans we thank you Lord that when we open our mouths when we start the business <laughs> when we go back to school when we apply for the job it's going to be emblematic of our shouting and our shop will be effective. And the walls will come down. The opposition will crumble. And the way will be made for your children. God, we thank you for what you said in this room. We thank you. We claim again, Lord, that we are good ground for the word that has been sown today. And God, we will humble ourselves. We are, we are but children. We don't know what we're doing. 
But you know what you're doing, God. And so we yield ourselves to your wisdom and your power. Bless our neighbor that we're holding hands with, that they digest this word, that they make it part of their bone and their marrow, that it produces much fruit in their lives, that we will be people of wisdom and strategy. We will be people of wisdom and strategy. We're not going to be like a wild, uh, wild buck rabbit with a bunch of emotion. We are people of wisdom and strategy. Give us an appreciation of wisdom. Let us not be lustful for an outcome that we negate strategy, God. We thank you for it. We receive what you have said and what you're about to do as a result of us obeying your word today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Come on, put your hand together and bless the Lord in this place. Tell somebody, I'm a, tell somebody, I'm a child of wisdom and strategy. And I have the advantage because God is on my side. Come on, put, God, put your hand together for the Lord. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.